0: This week's Life Note, watching a symphony orchestra play your favorite film series score live and in person. Welcome to Life Notes from Chair 17, a podcast dedicated to sharing life stories, wisdoms and inspirations as we navigate life's journey host ch aims to share thoughtful perspectives and insights from her own life journey as well as those of special guests and contributors tune in for thoughtful conversations about lessons learned wisdoms gained experiences had and inspirations shared find us where you get your podcasts and be sure to hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode now enjoy this week's episode. Alrighty, welcome back in, friends, to another episode of Life Notes from Chair 17. I am your host, C.H. Thank you once again for finding me in this corner of the podcast universe. New listeners, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy what you hear and continue to tune in. Returning listeners, as always, I continue to appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Uh, As I look to grow this podcast, and you all happen to be tuning in from a platform where you can leave, uh, hopefully, (laughs) a positive rating, uh, it would help us out a lot if you did so. Uh, It's all about the algorithm these days. Uh, And I realize, too, just a reminder, uh, there are a lot of you that are tuning in from, you're actually just watching this watching, no, listening to this straight from the Life Notes from Chair17podcast.com site uh, and the embedded player that is there. But if you choose, uh, we are also on all the major podcast platforms. So Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, so on and so forth. You can just search for us in case you don't want to be listening off the uh, web browser or on your desktop if you want (laughs) to you want to take us on the go you can so just a a PSA reminder that we are available on all major podcast platforms easy to find us there are links directly to our show on the homepage of our website life notes from chair 17 podcast.com so up to you either way I appreciate you tuning in um So for this episode, I wanted to talk again. (laughs) You know I love music. You know I love live music. You know I love musical experiences and musical inspiration. And I have another one for you. Uh, And my reason for doing this particular episode is I realized as I was thinking, well, I was inspired by it and as I was thinking about it, If someone had told me when I was a lot younger, maybe pre-teen, early teen, that you could go to a symphony orchestra music experience and watch your favorite film while they played the music for you, I would have been quite excited by that. And so I thought I would share a little bit about this experience. In case you are not familiar or don't know that these are, there are some opportunities in certain cities throughout the U.S. and throughout the world uh, that offer this. And it's a great way to, if you've never thought about going to a symphony and seeing one because you think it is just maybe – classical music that doesn't interest you, or it's stuff that, why would you go? Uh, This might make you think a little differently. So this was, of course, not in Las Vegas, obviously. (laughs) And it wasn't even Bach or Beethoven. It was just good old Harry, Ron, Hermione, Professor Snape, Professor McGonagall, Professor Dumbledore. You might be understanding where I'm going with this, it is, drumroll please, the Harry Potter concert series. Yes, I am a Harry Potter fan. Late to the party, Harry Potter friend, though. I didn't come to really come into it until I was in my, gosh, I guess late 30s, but we might have a whole other episode on that. Um, If you aren't familiar, the Harry Potter film has what is called the Harry Potter Concert Series. And it is a film concert series that travels the world, partnering with local symphony orchestras to perform the musical score of the film while you watch the movie live in the concert hall. So bar for bar, note for note, so much so that you can forget, I'm guilty of this, that the music is being played live in front of you on stage versus coming out of the film itself. And it's not just for Harry Potter. So there are other film series that do this. Uh, Star Wars is one that comes to mind. There are one-off films that also can do this and might come through certain cities and and certain orchestras. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I had the opportunity to see that last year. It really does depend on the city and it depends on the symphony orchestra and what film or film series come through and whether or not uh, they want to perform it and or offer it as part of their, uh, like for example, the Seattle Symphony has seasons. And so is it part of the seasons of offerings uh, that they will have this as a performance? And fully know that not every city is going to have it, not every symphony orchestra is going to to be able to play it, or they're going to take it in as part of their season of performance. Uh, And not everybody can get to a city to see one if they do. But if you do, and if it is not a huge stretch for you to get to go see it, or even if it is because you're just now super intrigued, I highly recommend it. It's very much like the Vegas experience that I talked about a couple episodes back where, you know, you can see a very – your favorite artist in a very different kind of setting, a smaller, more intimate venue if you take in a Vegas show, obviously the sphere notwithstanding. But in this case, in seeing a symphony orchestra, it is, dare I say – almost a hip and cool way to experience it. Especially if like me, you may have grown up literally not having any sense of just how cool it is to see the synchronicity of a symphony performing for you. Because I fully admit, it was not on my radar as a young person. And when I say younger, I'm, I'm referring to preteen, maybe early teen. I will fully own that when adults might have said to me, oh, we're going to the symphony, I said, even with my love of music, I probably said that sounded really boring, <laughs> thanks, I'm not interested, or yay, cool, Uh, what am I supposed to do with this? I cringe, obviously, at that now, and sincerest apologies to any music instructor or educator that is listening. Clearly, I'm making up for lost time on that. But because I'm old enough now to say that back when I was younger, there wasn't really this sort of film concert series featuring symphonies in different cities and towns with cool movies going and playing at the same time. I don't remember it. I don't ever remember my parents saying to me, hey, guess what? You know Star Wars? Do you want to go watch the film again and hear the music be performed live for you? I'm pretty sure if... I had had that said to me or knew even something remotely close to that, I would have jumped at the chance. So cut to present day or in the last few years, when I learned A, this was a thing, B, I lived in a city that had a fabulous symphony, the Seattle Symphony, and C, Harry Potter was doing this as part of a concert series, I instantly ask, so where do I get tickets? And I think the Potter series is unique because obviously there's a lot of films, (laughs) right? So it's been going on for several years, and it should come as really no surprise either that given I do have such a love of music, I have always personally loved listening to film scores. I have countless soundtracks from some of my favorite films just because i love the score so much under the tuscan sun my all time fave if i if i really just need sort of lift my spirits up and have happy life music going somewhere in the background i always tune i always tune in and turn on tuscan it's my go to Plus, I always envision myself in Tuscany as it plays, one can dream. But for me, film score, which is predominantly those instrumental bits that flow through the film. So some of you might be thinking, what is, isn't that just the same thing as a soundtrack? Yes, it is. But soundtracks can also encompass, uh, you know, particular songs that, some major artists might do just for the film, but the score is all that orchestral composed music that flows through the film that beautifully punctuates what you are seeing and hearing and the telling of the story through the actors and the script and the director, the costume, the setting, etc., and I like to think of it as it's that bit of music that gets you maybe to laugh in a certain moment, but it oftentimes is that bit of music that gets you to cry. And, and particularly, in my case, usually around a beautiful string arrangement, which just happened. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Harry Potter and you want to go see it, you're probably going to need to catch up on the series at least through film six before you listen to the next thing that I'm going to (laughs) say because it's a massive spoiler. If you don't care about spoilers, you can continue to listen in, but I give you the space to walk away now if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, But when we're talking about powerful moving pieces of film score— Dumbledore's Farewell, which comes from the sixth film, which is The Half-Blood Prince, composed by Nicholas Hooper, is just—it's just pitch-perfect, beautiful, poignant, sad, powerful, all of the above. I had been waiting almost five—I think five years to hear this piece played, given— I started going to attend the concert series, uh, I think, back in 2017 or 2018 was the first time I got to go and see one, and I counted out how, or approximated how many years it would take for the Half-Blood Prince to come through the Seattle Symphony so that I would be able to hear this particular piece, and I calculated it out kind of right. COVID kind of threw a wrench in the system, so it added a... It added a bit more time, but it made it all the more worth the wait. Um, it's just such a sad, powerful piece of music that builds beautifully. And it it's a fitting piece of music to mark such a deeply... Well, a monumental moment in the film series, but also just a really deeply sad and tragic part of the series. And the Seattle Symphony—I <laughs> swear—they had my whole heart as they played this piece, and you could hear—you um, could hear once it ended, sort of sniffles in the concert hall. So I'm—I'm I'm not the only one that was uh, really moved by by hearing it live down in front. And yet that's exactly in my opinion the the beauty of of not only being moved by the instrumental score pieces but some people have the same reaction when they hear those big like pop song or rock song soundtrack hits right that are also written to accompany a film so ones that instantly come to mind for me are You know, Celine Dion, (laughs) My Heart Will Go On for Titanic, right? Or Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You for The Bodyguard, which absolutely took that song in a whole different direction and made it even more powerful than what Dolly Parton had originally done with it since it's actually originally her song. I also think about uh, Lady Gaga's Shallow for Stars Born. I mean, there's, there's a number of ones. There's also the ones that get you fired up, like... I mean, how many times have we all heard uh, Kenny Logan's, uh, you know, Danger Zone, right? The Blue Angels play that when they perform in air shows here in the United States. So, music of a film is as important as the story and the acting, the directing, the setting itself, and in both cases, right? So, the score, and if that film happens to have some like particular theme song that also accompanies it that might be released for a broader play somehow I used to what you normally say on radio, but it could be just released now in any platform to accompany the magic of the film. And it's really cool when films manage to do to do both. like they have a great score, but they also have a really catchy main title, pop song um and i a recommendation sidebar a great film to watch that basically has an actual character who is a film composer is the holiday uh, with cameron diaz jude law kate winslet and jack black the film is fabulous and it's actually a good time of year as we round out well, at the time of this recording, we are rounding out 2023 and we are heading into the holiday season. It's one of my favorites to watch um, at this time of year, but really any time of year. I have the soundtrack, but Jack Black's character is a film composer, and (laughs) I jokingly like to refer to myself as a version of his character, but with a nano-minuscule amount of formal music education and training, nowhere near anything as that character, but yet absolutely totally fine nerding out on particular string pieces or piano pieces or flute pieces that comes across the screen. And there are particular scenes in that film where he is trying to describe the passion and the beauty of that to the Kate Winslet character. And so it's a great way to sort of hear from a composer, a fictional character, composer, talk about that power of music and the power of music that accompanies film. And in this particular case, when you get to sit inside a concert hall and you get to watch both a film that you enjoy with a live orchestra that is playing the music to that film it's pretty special. And what I particularly love about the experience is that I feel it is both timeless and ageless. So it's timeless because no matter the film, the score is the score, right? It's the familiar themed music that you know and love. It's the Star Wars theme, it's the Harry Potter theme, it's the Nightmare Before Christmas theme, The bars are the bars, the notes are the notes, the theme's the theme. And it brings sort of that instant smile to the face when you can see the musicians performing this in perfect time, exactly where you expect it to be when you're watching the film at home, right? But more than timeless, this experience, I feel, is ageless. So again, as someone who grew up thinking that symphony orchestra performances were not for me that it was for people much older than me or maybe people that were really focused on maybe music their whole life or something to this effect. That is absolutely not the case with the concert series performance. You can be any age, any generation, any level of interest, any level of film interest. I've seen everyone from grandparents to husband-wife date night, to entire families, to cosplayers, right? And when I see such a wide swath of ages and generations, I think it completely redefines what it means to go see music arts live, to see a symphony perform live. And it can develop that love of music and music arts from a whole different lens. It isn't, you know, the parent taking their younger child to do a quote-unquote adult life music experience, or it isn't just music aficionados coming to take in the brilliance of, you know, these masterful musicians. It's really everyone coming together in almost kind of a fan convention-like approach to enjoy it, and to enjoy it from a completely different way, and to share that enjoyment with everybody. Even for me, going for the first time, which sadly actually started with the second film of the series, so it's Chamber of Secrets, because I missed Sorcerer's Stone that came through probably the year before. I didn't know about the concert series, and it was a co-worker who told me about it, and I remember saying to her, kind of in disbelief, like, so you can go watch the film in the concert hall and there's an orchestra playing. <laughs> she was very gracious in, in listening to my naiveness, and she kept reassuring me of, yep, that's exactly what it is. And I remember going, and you can dress up and that's still cool. And she's like, yep. So I I know that I sounded like a complete noob, but as someone who didn't grow up thinking that something like this in a symphony performance would be for me. I'm here to say it is very cool. It is for everyone. It is fun. And especially if you get to wear some costumes, which I happen to have done. I was in my Professor Snape cosplay. I wasn't fully decked out, but I did have some film-appropriate attire, as did fellow... Ravenclaws, Slytherins, Hufflepuffs, and Gryffindors. And it was a blast. So that is the Life Note for this week. I hope maybe it'll inspire you if you have an opportunity to be able to take in a film concert series if and when it might come to a city near you. And even if not, maybe it'll make you listen to the music of a film a little bit differently the next time you see one. Or maybe you just loved... Listening to the story, all of it is good. As always, I wish you to be kind to yourself, to take it one hour at a time, one day at a time. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life Notes from Chair 17. Remember to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.